Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Would you please remain standing for the word this morning? Thank you. Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared for the tomb. They found the stone was rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men, clothed gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Come on. (laughs) Remember how he told you, while he was still here in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and he ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and went away wondering to himself, what has happened? Well, happy Easter, everyone. Why don't you welcome at least one person this morning, and then you can find your seat. Say, happy Easter. He is risen. Come on. He is risen. Someone said he is risen indeed. Oh, I know where you came from. Welcome. If it's your first time joining us today, welcome to College Street and welcome home. We love to give a shout out to our family that is watching online as well at the Joshua House, which is a recovery center for men, although we like to say they're living life not just in recovery, but discovery. So let's give it up for the Joshua House that's streaming live. Let's give it up for everybody that is watching live from Ruth and Naomi's just down the street. Come on. For the ladies at Westminster, the Westminster ladies as well. And give it up for yourselves for showing up today. (laughs) Well, I've I've entitled this message, The Hunt. Now, I don't know if you've ever gone searching for someone or something and you were disappointed with what you found. No? Anyone? No? It's good. Look at the person next to you and say, I am not disappointed in you. (laughs) Come on. That was a close one. But you know, sometimes we're out there, we're searching for things, and maybe we haven't found what we were looking for. Or when you look into the season that you're entering in, are there times where you felt just emotionally empty, unfulfilled, or just exhausted? You don't have to put your hands up for that. The thing is, when, when we hunt, we're searching with determination to find someone or something. And not everybody who is hunting is looking to kill. Right, Nick? We may be searching for answers. We may be looking for peace, safety. We may be searching for serenity. But I believe whatever you're looking for or whatever in your life looks like it appears to be empty, I believe that today is the day that the Lord reminds us 
of his resurrection power, the resurrection power through Jesus, that we may find hope, that we may find peace right here in this place. Come on. A couple verses that just really stood out to me that I want to share with you today is, first of all, that verse found in verse 3. And it says there in Luke 24, verse 3, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Let's talk about the hunt for hope. The hunt for hope. That's the first point. When we are, when we are hurting, where do we look to find hope? Where have you been searching lately for hope? We may find ourselves even going back to the places that we last saw love, where we last held hope. And when we focus on what is missing, sometimes all that we are left with is memories. But when we learn to let go and let God, we have the potential, ladies and gentlemen, to find miracles. I love what the angel said in verse 5. After the women in their fright had bowed down with their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Come on. How about the hunt for life? What are you living for? Who are you living for? You won't find life in the graveyard. So why do we look for new beginnings in places that represent our past? It's hard to be present and move forward in our future when we keep looking back at the pain that we attach to our past. You know, in Revelation 21, verse 5, it says that, And he who was seated, who, who was seated on the throne, said this, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down because these are words are trustworthy and true. So I hope you're taking notes this morning. If not what I'm saying, what the Lord is saying to you. Come on. Each morning is a new opportunity to reflect on God's work in our life. Each and every day, your slate can be wiped clean by the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. For his mercies are made new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And I don't know if you checked your calendar on what day it is, but today, the Bible says, is the day the Lord has made. So I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, as we look at our, our lives from the perspective of victory through the cross and victory through his resurrection, we can know that God is faithful, that he is faithful to his promises, that his mercies will not run out. That no matter how far may, we may feel that we are from him, he is with us. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. So in your search for life, I pray that you find Jesus. And if you feel that you may be in some way lost in this season, looking and finding things that are, seem to be empty, I want to encourage you in Matthew 16, 24 to 26, because sometimes we don't see that there is blessing even in the burden. You see, Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, for whoever desires to save his life is going to lose it. But whoever loses his life for who? 
him for my sake will find it. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, find freedom, find life, find redemption in a relationship with Christ. I was really excited about today because as I was meeting with the creative team and we were discussing the elements of the service, we decided we've got to do communion today. Yes, I got one woo <laughs> right on. I gave a heads up for, but if you're just joining us online, this is your time when you can go if you're online and find some bread or anything to represent juice in your home and, and join us as a family because we're about to do that. Now, you might be asking me, Pastor, well, what is communion? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you know, communion is really important. It's something that we are told to do often. You see, the, the, the bread that we're about to take represents the body, Jesus' body broken for us. The juice that we're about to take re represents, well, wine, but his blood shed for us. The promise, a new covenant given to us. And Jesus said, do this often in remembrance of me. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 28, 28, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And I just want to do, I want to do that for a moment right now. It's also for us as a family and believers. And so if you're here today and, and you want to take part, but most importantly, you want to take part in the relationship with Jesus. I'm not talking about joining a religion. I'm talking about relationship with him. If you want to look up what true religion is, it's taking care of the orphans and the widows. You know, but Jesus, he came. The whole point that we're here today to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, not just his death on the cross, but Paul, the same author, said, if we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. Would you just stand with me for a moment as we prepare for communion? And if that's you, before we go forward, we're just, we're just going to lay some things down at the foot of the cross right now. You know, David said, search my heart, O Lord. Search my heart. If there's anything in there that is not of you. And if we could just take a moment, if there's anything that you just need to lay at the foot of the cross. He says he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. White our slate clean. Make us white as snow. That's the beauty of the grace of God and the power of the cross. And if you're just meeting Jesus for the first time or you're, this is your come back to know him moment, I'm just going to lead you through a prayer. We're going to do exactly that. We're just going to invite him in, believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that he is Lord. Believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave. Easter, that's why we celebrate. Would you just pray with me right now? Just ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's just invite God in, into this situation and into our lives. Say, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Would you forgive me? You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I thank you that my past is past. And today, someone say, today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in this moment. I just want to respect the moment. And what's, what's happening now is 
Lord is speaking to us and brought us to this place. And I know there's been a lot of a rushing going on and a lot of things going on in the world, but in this house, you can just feel the presence and the peace of God. And while you're in this moment and you're laying those things before God, you lay at the foot of the cross. If you prayed that prayer, all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Before we step into communion, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not here to embarrass you, but you just give me a thumbs up. Say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. Thank you. Or if you're coming back to him today on Easter Sunday, would you just give me a thumbs up? Say, that's me, Pastor. Right on. Right on. Thank you, Jesus. He sees you. Even if you didn't put your thumb up, that doesn't matter. He sees you. Thank you, Jesus. So this is what we're going to do next. I have the elements on my right and on my left. And I'm going to read a few scriptures to you. And, and then as we're worshiping, we're going to do a brand new song. It's a beautiful song. But if you'd feel comfortable to come take the elements, find your seat, and just take them at your leisure with your friends or your family. Or if you don't have any friends or family here, you do now. And you can take it at any time with us, and we'd be honored to do it with you. In Matthew 26, 26 to 30, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and then when he had given thanks, he broke it, saying, Take this and eat this. This is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink it, all of you. This is the blood of the covenant that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit from the vine until the day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Wow. Do you know the next verse right after that? It says in verse 30 that right after that, they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. So we're going to take communion and we're going to sing together. We're not going to go to the Mount of Olives. We're going to stay right here, okay? Um, but let's just pray right now over the elements. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the bread that we are about to partake that represents your body. We thank you, Lord, for every... <laughs> every stripe on your back that you took for our sickness, for disease, for iniquities. We thank you, Lord, that even when they mocked you and they tortured you, that you thought of us, that you bled for us. We thank you for the, the juice that we're about to take that represents that blood that was shed. And we don't take it lightly. We thank you for the covenant of the blood and the cross. We do this now and we worship you now in remembrance of you. Amen. You can come up to my right or to my left. Thank you, Jesus, for what we were able to be a part of for what you're doing in this house. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for going before us and enduring the cross. Amen.
Well, you guys may be seated. I got more to say. <laughs> Go figure. Oh. It says in verse 12 that Peter, however, got up and he ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying there by themselves, and he went away wondering, wondering to himself, what has happened? Let's talk about the hunt for answers. Sometimes we are searching for the evidence of where God has been, and we're missing where he is. He's right here, right now. We are looking for a reason when he wants to give us a revelation. The revelation that he is the resurrected Lord who overcame sin, death, sickness, and disease, and that his punishment is what, is what brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. You know, it's not uncommon. If you read your Bible, it's not uncommon when partaking in communion that there was healing freedom and I'm believing that someone has and is about to receive a healing today before we're done it could be physically it could be emotionally it could be spiritually it could be mentally but the Lord wants to meet you where you're at and instead of trying to figure out all the reasons Sometimes the greatest revelation is that he is Lord. He is our healer. He is our father. He cares about us. Like it says in Romans 8, 28, that all things will work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Like Jeremiah, the 29, 11, for his plans are not to harm us, uh, but to give us hope and give us a future. Sure, you can, you can find answers sometimes when you Look at your past, but you'll find peace in his presence because he is the God of peace. He is the God of love. In the hunt for hope, finding an empty tomb was actually the evidence that he has risen. I like what the angel said. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Maybe now you, you'll look at what seems empty in your life and you can stop for a moment, that you could pause in his presence and that you can see not only where God has been in your past, but where he wants to be in your future. You know, in John 20, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. And in verse 11, it says, Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw these two angels in white seated where Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? She said, they have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around, and she saw Jesus standing there. Some of us just need to turn around and realize he's right there. But it says that she did not recognize that it was Jesus. He said to her, woman, 
Why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him so that I may get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to the father and your father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. In verse 15, Jesus says to Mary, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Jesus sees your tears. And he experienced your suffering on the cross. He's here to meet you right where you're at. And he knows where you're called to be. That's in his presence. You will find what you're looking for by knowing the one you are looking for. Would you stand to your feet one more time with me? You see, in the hunt for hope, Jesus isn't hidden. Jesus isn't hidden. Jesus is ready to meet you right here, right now where you're at. And I'm going to ask you again. I've never done this before, so you know. In one service, giving more than one opportunity, have you met my Jesus yet? Maybe you were waiting to hear more of the story. Maybe you were moved by what happened there just now, and you don't even know what's going on, but you just know you can feel this presence, this peace this love and I'm here to tell you that's Jesus that's Jesus you're not here by coincidence today it's Jesus and he is the way the truth and the life he is the way so I'll ask you one more time if you haven't met my Jesus yet or maybe just maybe he's standing right in front of you and you don't even see him but he's calling out to you He's calling out to you. Matthew 7, 7, it says, Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Ask and you shall receive. Let's just pray one more time together. Again for Jesus. Again for the one. Again, if you prayed it a hundred times, this part doesn't get old. Because this is the good news, that he came, that he died, that he rose again, and he's coming back. <laughs> so would you pray with me, Jesus? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Come into my life. Be Lord over my life. I lay it all at the foot of the cross, and I choose today to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're just going to press in here. Because somebody's still waiting for a healing. I can feel it. 
We've had testimony after testimony, story after story of how we've just been singing in the midst of lifting up his name and singing his name. People received healing, chronic back pain, gone. Headaches, migraines, gone. Clarity, oh my goodness, where people have felt like they've been in a season of fog and and struggling with anxiety and depression and instantly have had clarity and peace over their mind. If I'm speaking to you today, I'm telling you, even physical needs, we had needs, we had, um, we had a brother that just shared this morning that while we were worshiping and praying that the, the pain in his foot has gone. This was last week and that he was able to walk here today to church without pain. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. We've seen people that have been in car accidents that were told they would never walk again that are walking without pain. There's nothing too small or too big for the Lord. So as, as we worship, just before we do so, if you could use a touch, or you know somebody, maybe you came with somebody that could use a touch. Maybe they're not even here, but you want to believe for them. Would you just, if you feel comfortable, just put your hand on your whoever you came with today. If you don't feel comfortable, that's all right too. But just lay hands on someone right now. If you could use a touch, put your hand up first of all so we know. Could you use a touch? Could you use a touch? Use, yeah, hands up all around the room. If you came with that person, you feel comfortable, just, just lay hands on them. We're just going to pray for you right now. For the word of God says that Whatever we ask for according to his will, it shall be done when two or more agree upon it. We know that his word says, he teaches disciples how to pray to our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness, there's no disease. We are made whole, so that is his will. Lord, we're calling heaven to earth right now. We know whatever we touch, you touch. We thank you for the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. Would you touch my brother and sister right now? You know what they need. Would you flow from the top of their head to the tip of their toes? Lord Jesus, give clarity right now. Fear and anxiety, you got no place in here. The perfect love of Jesus drives out all fear. We welcome you in. Touch them, touch that sore leg right now, Father God. Touch that sore back, Father God, right now. Strengthen them, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we go into this next song, another thing that we like to do because we're commissioned to do it in the Great Commission, and that is to go into all the world making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey Jesus' commands. And surely he is with us always, even to the very ends of the age. And baptism is a very powerful moment in our walk with God, in discipleship. We believe in baptism by water and baptism by the Spirit. And we do both here at College Street. And if you want to step into the water and you're wondering, what is that? Well, the word baptism just means to be fully immersed, by the way. That's the translation, fully immersed, all in. And in Romans, it says that when we are baptized, we are baptized with Christ. It says when we go under the water, it represents his death when he went to the grave for you and me. And we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. What a powerful 
testimony and demonstration. We're choosing to follow him all the days of our life. And if that's you and you haven't been baptized yet and you'd like to come forward, I'm saying to the team this morning, like James said in Acts 15, 19, we believe that we shouldn't make it difficult for those that are coming to know Jesus. So we'd be honored to step in with you today. Let us worship. If that's you, just come on forward. And let's lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.